Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you? You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, DR Morgan Coaching. And the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited. So go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. So excited for this episode. It's your host, Dr. Morgan. This is one of those episodes that I just like sat up in the middle of the night. And I knew I had to record it. It's so funny. Sometimes that happens to me. Um, I'll be having a dream and I wake up and I know that it's something that people need to hear. So this is one of those episodes. I grabbed a little sticky note and I wrote out a little bit about what needed to be said. And here we are. Um, Before we get going, just want to let you know that I did a workbook for you, a free workbook. It's the top four secrets to getting the love you want. It's yours. It's my gift to you. I know that February, no matter where you're at in your journey to high self-worth and great relationships, February can bring up some emotions. And particularly if you are a single person, you might be wanting a little extra support this month and I've got you covered. This is going to be really helpful to you. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, It'll also be in my Instagram bio. 
you can do this workbook. It's designed to help you work on your relationship with yourself, which we know is foundational to any great relationship. Um, and it's going to be really helpful, helpful, helpful for, for you to have. So that's my gift to you. Make sure you grab it. Um, so this episode, this is the myth of the one. Uh, I wanted to also call it the allure of being the one. But either way, we we are going to talk about it. Um, what does it mean to be the one? And specifically, this episode is talking about an anxious avoidant dynamic where if you are the anxiously attached person and you're dating someone who's avoidantly attached or not emotionally available, you may find it appealing to be, quote unquote, the one that the person finally makes it work with. And I want to talk about why that is, where does it come from? Once again, I was having a dream and this idea came to me and I'm pretty sure I was dreaming about an ex of mine, a past relationship. And it just came to me that oftentimes in that anxious avoidant dynamic, uh, the anxiously attached person is desiring to feel that they are chosen, desiring to feel that this person who's emotionally unavailable, who's really hard to connect with, who's it's challenging to get them to express their emotions, to express that they care about you, they value you, they want a relationship with you. All of that connection and emotional expression is a challenge so that when it actually does happen, it feels as though you are special it feels as though you are chosen, as though you've won the prize, you've won the game, right? And the anxiously attached person can even tell themselves the lie that if I can win this person, that means that I am good enough. And this goes into other topics that I've shared with you all on the podcast, particularly repetition, compulsion, where I talk about the unconscious wish to have our current relationship turn out differently than our childhood experiences. And the unconscious wish is that if I could just get this current relationship to have a different outcome where I'm fully loved, accepted, needed, etc., if I could just have a different outcome, then it'll make up for everything I experienced in childhood, right? So this allure of being the one, the myth that, ooh, I am the one, it's totally connected to repetition, compulsion. So why is this happening? Let's talk about it. It can happen from childhood neglect. And I'm not just talking about, sometimes when I say that, I think y'all are picturing like being left alone for days or not being clothed, not being fed. Here's what I want you to know. Neglect can look like a wonderful childhood 
on the outside because neglect can be emotional. It can be emotional neglect. Maybe you had every, you might have even had very wealthy parents, every opportunity. You might have gone to every after school program, gone to be part of the traveling basketball team and um, taken on all the vacations and you were emotionally neglected. So that can mean that there was no space for you to express how you felt or that if you did express your emotions, that you were chronically invalidated, meaning that your emotions were not understood and they were dismissed, right? So neglect, of course, can also come from not being acknowledged. So I see this a lot with my anxiously attached folks of they, you know, they said that in their childhoods, and this was me in in some ways too, where you try really hard at school, you get good grades, and there's no acknowledgement. You um, try your best to be the good kid, and and there's you just feel like you're not seen. Uh, it can be um, this feeling where if you think about your childhood that. Yeah, your parents were there, but they did not really know what was going on in your life or how you felt. And if there was something challenging going on in your life, you really didn't open up to them. So neglect can really be kind of uh, unseen in many ways, right? If you have a kid that's well clothed and fed and um, looks on the surface as though they have everything they need, they could also still still feel very unseen, very unseen by their providers. So how does this work then? We get into our adult dating life and we are dating someone who, surprise, surprise, is emotionally unavailable which brings up the same dynamics that we had in childhood of experiencing neglect, whether it's actual neglect of any kind or emotional neglect. And what happens, we begin to develop this desire to be chosen. And we want the love of someone who represents an early provider. We want the love of someone who is very similar to our father, our mother, our primary caregiver, or even a previous relationship. The research on attachment theory says that also these patterns can really be shaped by early romantic partners. So maybe your mom and dad, maybe you actually had pretty great relationship. And the first person that you dated was neglectful, emotionally unavailable, avoidantly attached. So, but you're in your adult life and you're repeating these patterns and what'll happen is you don't want the love of someone who's emotionally available, who's ready to build a great relationship with you, who's so sweet, who compliments you on your outfit, who really sees you and acknowledges you. That does not feel attractive. You are attracted to the love of the person who's really emotionally unavailable, avoidantly attached because it's familiar And because you have this unconscious wish for you to, quote unquote, get it right this time, 
have a different outcome, for you to finally feel chosen by this person, right? So this goes on, you repeat this pattern over and over and over, and you do have probably moments where you do feel chosen because even the avoidantly attached person, they still, they crave intimacy. There's going to be times where they also try to make space um, and, and they try their very best to be present and to be with their partner, right? So, so you have these moments of feeling chosen and it feels like a drug almost. It feels like, wow, it feels so, so good. And then you have lots of moments of not feeling that way and probably even moments of feeling pretty terrible in the relationship, but you might still try and you might still be holding on to that myth of, well, if I'm just good enough, if I'm just good enough, if I just try hard enough, I can get this person to be emotionally available and and I can win them over. So this is so important to recognize and I and I want to acknowledge that hey this is not as though we're blaming avoidant attachment or emotionally unavailable people. I myself have fallen in that category at, at different times in my life. Um I, I want to be able to have the anxiously attached person take some ownership and acknowledge that unconscious force at work, that deep wounding from childhood, that insecurity, that not feeling enough, and how wanting to feel chosen can have you put the blinders on in your dating life. So wanting to feel chosen, that desire to finally be seen by the emotionally unavailable person can have you put the blinders on and have you completely missing red flags left and right and totally sabotage your dating life. So I want this episode, everything we've discussed here to help you take ownership, okay? And once again, you hear me say this all the time, but nothing changes until you do the internal work, until you actually rewire your brain and your your belief systems to really allow yourself to welcome in a securely attached, great relationship so that the love that you desire is the love from someone who is emotionally available, who wants to grow with you, Right. Um, nothing changes until you do that work, as you've heard me say many times. Otherwise, you'll just keep dating the same kinds of people. They'll have different haircuts. Maybe they'll have a different style. Um, but you'll be dating those same types of people over and over. So obviously, I want to help you stop that. I want to help you get off of that cycle. As you know, we have the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program we do have spots available. Make sure you apply ASAP. There's some really great things happening in February, some bonuses. So I'd want you to take advantage of that. Um, and I, I just want you to know that you can let go of the appeal of the emotionally unavailable person. When you do this work, it's amazing that you become attracted to an entirely different 
type of person. And the person who is emotionally unavailable or who is avoidantly attached, you simply lose your attraction for them. And you may go on a date with them, but you're able to set a boundary and move on so much more quickly. So I I want you to know that that is available for you just because you've dated those kinds of people in the past or that's been your dynamic in the past. That does not mean that has to be the way it is forever. You can absolutely welcome in a healthy relationship where you feel loved and you feel seen and you don't have to work to feel good enough or to feel chosen. Okay. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And of course, I want you to know I appreciate each of you. And I think I've shared this, but we are almost, almost, almost to 1 million listens, which blows my mind. So thank you to each of you who tune in, who make this podcast part of your weekly routine. I see you. I appreciate you. I will keep putting out good content the rest of this year. And yeah, you know, I'm always wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.